Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. in this partnership is that you'll see hundreds of teammates and family members who love this place like we do who starting today will be able to call this place home we we're honored to welcome welcome them with open arms as permanent Pensacolians who will live work and play right here welcome to the sailing capital of the United States of America ladies and gentlemen American magic skipper Terry Hutchinson as Ashton was describing earlier the uh, you know that conversation with Dr. Andrews was, uh, you know, he, I was a patient of his in 2004, where he operated on my elbow, and the phone rang. You know, it was, I don't know, it was 12 years later. And I thought, Doc, you know, you're a little late on your follow-up here. The, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm all good, but what can I do for you? And we started talking about the uh, the vision here in Pensacola, and and I think the really the rest is history. Yeah, and Dr. Andrews calls Ashton and says, I know the DeVosses and I know the American Magic team. Why don't you invite them to come up and take a look at Pensacola? Twelve years after, Terry Hutchinson had gotten surgery done by Dr. Andrews. And he's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, when the doctor tells you to go to Pensacola, you go to Pensacola. So went to Pensacola, came here, met with Ashton. They sat down and talked about the possibility. And, uh, of course, you know, now we've got a deal. Ten, nine years later, it's amazing. And, you know, it seemed like everybody was a part of this, okay, including the current governor. You know, we need to acknowledge uh, Governor DeSantis and the work that he did. It was great to take the governor for a sale uh, <laughs> last fall. Uh, it was, you know, for us, it was a privilege to have him here and to take time out of his schedule and, and uh, give him the ride of a lifetime. <laughs> I bet. Hey, let him let him ride in the fast thing. That's the, the bizarre design that rides up out of the water and he'll love it, right? When you contemplate what we're trying to do and what the American Magic mission is, it's it's there's a couple different things that happen. We first want to win the America's Cup. You know, that's that's agenda number one for the next ten months. But that's gonna be hard to do. And I can't you know, that there's certain things that I know that we can't promise that we're going to be able to deliver on, and that's probably top of the list because it's competitive sport and, you know, everybody's good. Right. And, I, you know, I like that honesty, right? You can't promise that you're going to win the America's Cup. Who'd be dumb enough to say that, right? So I appreciate that. And also the other players who are in this are, you know, very, very, very capable. But one of the things that he had brought up, and I think David might have actually played this clip in his top of the hour news, but is – there's unique advantages about not, and I had only been thinking about Pensacola Bay. Like I, that's what I had been thinking was the cool thing. Cause that's what we'd heard, but it's the Gulf too. And the two in such proximity to each other really are a great training and proving ground for these vessels. Mother nature in the Bay provides without question, the best amphitheater for sailing that I've experienced in these type of boats. I mean, you know, it, it goes when we showed up in New Zealand to start sailing and we were out in the back paddock there, and we're sailing around, we're doing our race laps, and one of the guys came through the comms and said, geez, thank God we were sailing in Pensacola because it's exactly like what we're experiencing here. So that regard, it went the way it went, and now we're in Barcelona, Spain, 
and we spent the last two months of sailing Patriot out in the Gulf of Mexico, which happens to be exactly like the waters off of Barcelona, Spain. So I'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it gives great practice for the different environments that they're likely to encounter in the America's Cup races that they have to actually compete in. And, uh, you know, he just we were talking to him afterwards, talking to Terry Hutchinson afterwards, the reporters were, and uh, just they're, they are very excited. Today is a great day. It's a great day for uh, American Magic. Um, it feels like it's a great day for Pensacola. You know, we have a lot of um, history now with the community here. And from, a, from an American Magic perspective, it's an evolution outside of just being a sailing team. Um, it's an evolution into growing um, the opportunities for our team, for our team members, and really for growing the sport of sailing inside the United States. And so having that happen here after being here for six years, and I think as Mayor Reeve said, becoming an integral part of the Pensacola community and families here is an exciting opportunity. Absolutely, it is. We'll come back to Terry in just a second. That's Terry Hutchinson. He's the captain of the American Magic, America's Magic, American Magic team. Uh, the America's Cup and the American Magic. How can anybody get confused? Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Yeah. We're not seeing anything on our roadways. No accidents reported by FHP this morning. Looking at the congestion map here, I'm just seeing a little bit of slowdown. Highway 98 eastbound getting out of Navarre into Winhaven Beach, but that's normal for this time of morning. Uh, otherwise, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. No slowdowns on Cervantes. Burgess and Olive looking good. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield, and we're looking good from 12 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. If you're thinking about buying that next vehicle and trying to decide where to go, one of the things that they do at Frontier is I would say that they serve the community because they do things that not everybody does. One of those things, it's kind of a little thing, but, you know, it's a cool thing, is, uh, you know, when you get uh, your price sheet from them, like you're going to buy a card, they give you the price sheet. It's got all the numbers and the bottom line out the door price. You don't ever talk about anything but that end total. There's no, there's no aftermarket price changes, okay? Uh, but then it's attached to a Carfax, which gives you the vehicle repair and maintenance history for a car to the degree that those things have been reported okay, to official sources. And if it hasn't been reported, then it won't be on the Carfax. And that's why I like to say Carfax is a great start. It's not necessarily the end-all be-all. So if you're, um, you know, buying a used vehicle, like from, you know, somebody else, let's say, I always recommend you get an, in, a vehicle inspection from a mechanic you trust. Just good precautionary measure that has saved my butt several times. Anyway, um, if you go to somebody else besides Frontier and they don't give you the Carfax, well, just call Frontier, give them the VIN, and they'll run it for you. They will literally help you buy a car from somebody else just by giving you information just because they can. Because why not? It's just being a good neighbor, you know, helping, right? So when I say Frontier Motors has been serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway, I mean that. 717 on News Radio 92.3. Back to Terry Hutchinson. Uh, I was following up with him about, you know, kind of like what is the timeline involved for their transition here. Can you talk a little bit about the timeline for coming here and moving the whole team here? Yep. So we... When you walk out, you'll still see a bunch of our equipment in the back side of this shed. So we have, um, we still have a lot of gear here. Our competition winds up at the end of October of this year. And um, between now and then, the building will, will be under construction. And our goal is to move into a covered facility and start manufacturing and start planning either the defense of AC-38 or going back and trying to win the regatta again. And so we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do as a team in Barcelona to uh, achieve our goal. And then we also have a lot of work to do here inside of Pensacola to get the building and the facility here ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it's not ready yet, but, you know, 
they're starting sort of from scratch from a building that was heavily damaged during Sally. It's the kind of the skeletal structure of Warehouse 10 that you have seen off uh, Bayfront looking over towards the port for, well, since almost Sally because they had to be basically stripped down and rebuilt from the bones. And, you know, now they're about 70% done, something like that. John Singley from Studio 850 asked about a loss they recently suffered. Terry, what did you learn down in Jeddah with the team? Uh, What did we learn in Jeddah? Uh, We learned that uh, losing is not that much fun. And uh, we'd rather be on the winning side of things. Um, as a team, we didn't perform very well, in particular, on the first day. And then we recovered reasonably well. So, you know, those are all opportunities in the uh, following the mentality of it's not how you necessarily get knocked down, it's how you get back up that's going to be our measure. But, you know, the, the hole that we built for ourselves there was too much of a deficit to overcome to really have any type of reasonable result. But, you know, we won the first event. We got fourth in that event. But collectively as a team, we certainly we were better out of Jetta and the, the things that we learned by, by getting smacked around a little bit. <laughs> you can tell. They don't like that very much, but uh, I like that. And again, the, uh, the advantages of the location here were abundant to him. I also talked with uh, Mayor Ashton Hayward. Of course, he was one of the key, kind of the beginning person in all of this. And, um, you know, it's... He's not the only one. There's a lot of people that deserve credit for this deal. I mean, everybody from the political leaders to the governors to the people who work in, uh, you know, like public works and facilities and just, yeah, this is in the port. And, you know, it started with, um, you know, Amy Miller when she was a port director, now Clark Merritt's a port director and, you know, folks from the Yacht Club and just, you know, it's a lot of people made this thing happen and a lot of money made this thing happen. Uh, but uh, I still, I you know, I was, there's something about Ashton Hayward that just, the exuberant optimism that always, I don't know, gives me a smile, I guess. Pensacola's still a buy, sir. Major buy, major <laughs> buy. But they're coming, and we're found out about around the world. So that's very, very positive. Thank you. Absolutely. And I always love that expression. Yeah, Pensacola's a buy. 720, on, I know some people are like, well, I wish, several, wish people wouldn't buy it so much. You don't really. <laughs> I mean, yes, it creates problems, but, you know, Pensacola being a buy is better than Pensacola being a sell. Right? I mean, I've lived in places where it was a sell. It's not nearly as fun 720 on news radio 92.3 i'm andrew mckay in a world of payroll and hr services things can get complicated there are so many moving parts in business at avalon hr we understand and we have your back join us on the pensacola expert panel as we guide you through the complicated world of payroll and hr services running a business is busy work allow avalon hr to work with you join us tomorrow on the pensacola expert panel at 10. the pensacola expert panel 9 to 11 weekdays on news radio 92.3 a.m 1620. Here's today's strength for life. Nehemiah in the Old Testament is a great example of the familiar quote, pray like everything depends on God, but also work like everything depends on you. In Nehemiah 4, the people of God are rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem, and they're at the halfway point. After being threatened by opposition from the north, south, east, and west, Nehemiah does two equally important things. He prays to God, and then he posts guards around Jerusalem. Nehemiah clearly believes in the power of prayer as seen throughout the book, but interestingly, he also believes in the power of personal initiative. Nehemiah believes in doing what he can to solve his own problem. Nehemiah prays fervently like his success depends on God, but he also works diligently like it depends on him. Ladies and gentlemen, as you pray about your problems, remember that sometimes God's answer will be to use your personal initiative to meet your need. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church.
Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin. It's like headline news for radio every day, 4 to 7 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Hey, guess what? He didn't check out. <laughs> and you? You checked out just fine. Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope you're having an okay one so far. Uh, and if not, uh, hopefully I can make it better. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's kind of our goal. Sometimes you'll ask, like, what are you trying to do when you're on the radio, Andrew? Well, I'm trying to inform you about the things that are going on in the world. Uh, I'm trying to help you think a little bit better, help you understand views that uh, you maybe don't agree with, uh, and also uh, maybe even understand your own views a little bit better and uh, make you laugh. Those are the goals. Uh, make you laugh a little bit on your way to work. If we accomplish that, then good. Uh, let's see. We got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines this morning. David? Well, a ceasefire in Gaza may happen soon. My national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. President Biden's remarks come as negotiators continue trying to secure an end to the fighting, which has already claimed tens of thousands of lives since last October. New COVID-19 vaccine will be coming out uh, for the winter. The FDA deciding here soon on which variant of the virus they'll be targeting there. And uh, the inaugural Florida Man Games were held over the weekend. Andrew, based on reports, that looked like a pretty big success. Thousands of people showed up. These were held in St. Augustine to watch competitions like the mullet contest. The mud duel with pool noodles and the evading arrest obstacle course. Apparently that actually had real cops uh, chasing the contestants down. What brings you here today? To watch stupidity occur on the grandest spectacular scale. <laughs> what brings you out here today? Uh, to win. To win. That's a win. Florida my whole life. Uh, they're calling these events. I'm calling this Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one, of the, one of the judges was Lori Fetrick. You might remember her. She played Ice on American Gladiators. Oh, oh nice. Uh, right. And she suggested for next year that they have events for women or hold a uh, separate Florida woman games That's, as well. <laughs> Florida yeah, other I love, games. I think the, the clip that I saw was of them dodging through cones while like walking with a stolen bicycle was part of it. <laughs> you have to like steal the bicycle and then successfully evade the police and i don't you know uh how to avoid getting tased i'm sure there's all kinds of things and yeah the american gladiator is kind of like the perfect add-on to the florida man games that's great david thanks so much for the update 725 jake scott traffic on the fives all right this traffic report brought to you by pensacola habitat for humanity restore not seeing anything on our roadways to report i-10 and i-110 look like they're in great shape highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is looking good. Seeing a little bit of slowdown getting on to uh, Scenic this morning, but not really bad. Uh, here, oh, okay. Looking at the map, just refreshed. We do have some slowdown. Highway 98 eastbound. That's getting by the new Publix at Winhaven. Uh, it's actually kind of starting before that, almost at the Walmart uh, east in Navarre, uh, headed all the way into Winhaven. It's looking really, really slow and go there. 
Uh, other than that, around town, we're looking good. Highway 98 westbound into Tiger Point, seeing its normal morning slowdown. Highway 29 is looking pretty good. And uh, Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. Pensacola Habitat for Humanity Restore featuring unbeatable prices for home repair needs, furnishings, appliances, flooring, paint, and more. Restore, corner of 9th and Creighton Road. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, you know, if you're um, thinking about buying or selling a home, trying to decide what to do, or just want some information, Christina Lemmerth, a great resource. I, I know when you're thinking about this, kind of like you probably have a friend or you probably have somebody to go to church with who um, you might want to, you know, talk to about real. And I, I get that. That's fine. No problem. But include Christina on your list. Like, talk to two or three different people who might become your realtor. You know, a lot of times we just, like, certain processes are kind of so inherently unpleasant that we just kind of go with what we know or we go with the, you know, I don't know, more familiar option sometimes and miss out on, well, you don't even know because you missed out on it. Like, that's the point. So if you've got a friend who's in real estate and maybe they're a known quantity, you know, you know, maybe you don't want to talk to them because then if you say no, but maybe talk to Christina and see, like, if there's something about her that you like, maybe it's a little different, okay? She sold 175 homes last year. They have this whole system for how they sell homes that is amazing. Uh, emphatic about communication, emphatic about, you know, customizing what they're doing to your particulars. And she doesn't mind telling you something that you don't know. And if you're wrong about it, she wants to make sure that you have good information, you know, so she'll correct you if you're wrong. Uh, But she'll also answer your questions and help you ask better questions. Like, that's what you want from somebody who's kind of obsessed with real estate and really, really good with people. I know she's a close personal friend for as long as we've lived here. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenrinky Realty. Uh, It is time, Jake. It is time. It is time. Morning, everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. We had a flooding issue a flash flood up on 182 and uh, it appeared on Facebook and we had a lot of citizens concerned and uh, I wanted to thank our staff Uh, you know we all worked together and got it done and I'm very thankful I want to give a big shout out to Michael Schmidt Andrew Hill and I also would like uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Jared Lowe, if you could roll a video. What now? Like, the thanking is great. The talking about an issue is great. But he's literally going to then play a campaign ad in the county commission meeting. That is, I wish you could see it. Hi, I'm County Commissioner James Calkins from District 3 of North Santa Rosa County. Here, cleaning out this ditch to help flooding issues. We're here to introduce you to Michael, Joey, and Sean. They are working hard to help alleviate our flooding issues. We had a flash flood here not too long ago, and we had citizens concerned. And so what did we do? We stepped into action. County Administrator Devan Cook, Brad Baker, the Assistant Administrator, Michael, Joey, and Sean, and all our employees. They are doing their best to help respond to the citizens' need. We need to thank them. 
and God bless Santa Rosa County, and God bless the United States of America. God bless the MAGA hat that he's wearing in the ad. <laughs> of course, because wow. he always does. Oh, my God. The, you know, audio, I, the audio quality oh, on that super was superb. Good. No, it's super fantastic in the mixing and the, you know, everything. Um, what's funny about this is uh, Ray Eddington says to the PNJ, I was so aggravated that that's not a place to campaign. I dropped my head. I didn't know it was coming. I think everybody thought he was campaigning. Colton Wright and Kerry Smith both left the dais. <laughs> Boy, this was at the very end of the meeting. Oh, man. But it is what you expect. It is what you expect. He says he ran it by the county attorney for permission. It's so, it's so James Hawkins. I'm Chris Foster. Polls are open for today's presidential primary in Michigan. Results for the GOP primary in Michigan will determine how 16 of the state's 55 RNC delegates will be awarded. The other 39 will be decided Saturday at a state party convention. Fox's Jeff Manasso is a campaign for Democrats to vote uncommitted as a protest against President Biden's support for Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza. The president says he hopes to see a ceasefire in Gaza declared by Monday. Tuition will be free forever at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York City thanks to a former professor's billion-dollar gift. Ruth Gottesman, who's the widow of a Wall Street investor, has been affiliated with the college for 55 years and chairs its board of trustees. The gift is intended to attract a diverse pool of candidates who otherwise might not have the means to attend. Fox's Chris DeMeo, the goal is also for doctors to be able to start their careers with no medical school debt. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 7:31 at News Radio 92.3. Right now, mostly cloudy skies, 66 degrees in Pensacola. A man now facing several charges after allegedly shooting at three people he'd just gotten into a fight with. Uh, 20-year-old Mario McWilliams was arrested on Sunday. Investigators say he'd gotten into a fight with a group of people at a residence as the group was getting in a vehicle to leave. McWilliams allegedly pulled a gun and fired six shots at the vehicle. Deputies say the whole thing was caught on video. Nobody was hit by the gunfire. McWilliams now being held on several charges, including three counts of attempted murder. Well, it's been signed, sealed, and, well, not delivered just yet, but it will be. The city of Pensacola's lease agreement with the American Magic has been signed and sealed, though. We're continuing to complete construction at their headquarters at the Port of Pensacola before the team returns from the America's Cup in Barcelona. The idea of the American Magic taking up residence in Pensacola started nine years ago. If we could pull this off and they liked it and everybody in the community kind of rallied around them, I knew it could be a big win. And so, you know, we visioned it, had the vision for it, we visualized it. And then listen, you know, everybody stepped up as a community and really stepped in and helped. And when I got out of office, Grover was right there. And then D.C.'s really stepped up in a big way. That's former Mayor Ashton Hayward, and he says it all started with a phone call from Dr. James Andrews, who was the link between the city and the founder of American Magic, Doug DeVos. The lease agreement was approved by the city council last week. It was formally signed yesterday. Work continuing on the new boat ramp on Lillian Highway. Commissioner Jeff Bergosh gave Studio 850 a video preview this week. They've dredged the entire channel all the way out to the poles. We've walked all the way out to the waterfront. They're going to have gazebos, camping areas, nice playground for the kids, 60 parking spots capable of pulling the long, uh, the long trailers, and lots of area to walk, a, just a beautiful wooded setting. This is going to be the best boat launch in the entire county, if not the region. 
And Bergash says this ramp was supposed to be open next month, but it's hit a couple of snags in the final stages of construction. It will be open, though, for this boating season. Bergash says the ramp was funded mostly with BP oil spill money, although the county did have to add some additional funding because of construction costs had increased as they were going through the permitting process. Some new details on the death of an Escambia County employee this week during a work-related mishap. In a news release, the Escambia Sheriff's Office says workers were cutting down a tree on Detroit Boulevard yesterday near Cove Avenue when the tree swung and struck the boom arm. A 59-year-old male employee was knocked from his bucket to the ground. Investigators say that employee was not wearing a helmet or a harness at the time. Obviously, it's, it's always tough when you lose anybody, um, whether it be an employee, a friend, a family member. Um, certainly, um, there's, a, uh, there's always a safety message that can be had. County Public Safety Spokesman Davis Wood, in a statement, County Administrator Wes Moreno also extended condolences to the family, friends, and co-workers of that employee. And a Florida student not happy about a court order preventing him from tracking and sharing Taylor Swift's private jet location on social media. UCF student Jack Sweeney says Elon Musk also had a problem with his jet tracking. Elon contacted me and he offered me $5,000 to stop and then, and then he suspended my account. And Sweeney's legal team now fighting back against Swift, uh, arguing the information is publicly available, and they say his social media posts are protected speech. 735 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? All right. Highway 98 eastbound in Navarre. Once you get past the causeway, it's going to be starting right around the Walmart uh, in East Navarre, heading all the way, stretching all the way up to looks like the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. Uh, very, very slow going. Lots of uh, slow stop and go traffic there. Also, um, if you're on uh, I-10 eastbound, just past the North Davis Highway exit, we have some debris reported in the roadway there. So just use caution getting through that area. Otherwise, around town, we're looking pretty good. Highway 29 south through Inslee is seeing our normal morning slowdown as well as our normal congestion in uh, Tiger Point on uh, Highway 98 headed westbound there. It starts um, about a, a mile or so before the Avalon Boulevard intersection there. Otherwise, around town, we're looking really good. If you see anything slowing you down, let us know on our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. We will have partly cloudy skies throughout the day today. Temperatures staying warm in the mid to upper 70s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 60s. As you go into Wednesday, we will have a chance of rain in the afternoon, 20% chance of showers, high near 75. Wednesday night, temperatures start to drop near 51 degrees. A little bit cooler for Thursday with a high near 64. Thursday night, temperatures near 58. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 66 in Pensacola, 64 in Gulf Breeze, 63 in Milton. Your next news at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Nicole Murray with Your Money Now. Lowe's beat Wall Street's quarterly earnings and revenue estimates, even as the company continued to see customers tackle fewer home projects. Revenue came in at $8.6 billion, above the 8.45 expected. Sales, however, dropped by just over 6% year over year as the home improvement retailer saw weaker demand for do-it-yourself tasks and poor weather in January. Lowe's shares are down nearly 1%. 
Macy's said sales fell nearly 2% in the holiday quarter and unveiled a new strategy to rebound. The retailer said it is working to create a more modern Macy's by closing 150 unproductive locations and to invest in about 350 other spots. Macy's will also focus on selling luxury goods by opening 15 new Bloomingdale stores and at least 30 new Blue Mercury locations over the next three years. Stocks are mixed. Yesterday, the Dow Industrials lost 62. That's your money now. Get ready to tantalize your taste buds with the all-new Coke. Introducing Coke Spiced. Picture this, the refreshing taste of Coca-Cola. Now with a twist, Coke Spiced takes your favorite soda to a whole new level. Mmm. So why settle for ordinary when you can experience extraordinary? Enjoy a taste of the spiced side of life with the all-new Coke Spiced with a delicious burst of raspberry and spiced flavors. Grab a bottle of the all-new Coke Spiced today and spice up your life. Coke Spiced. Tasty excitement. Feel the flavor. Available now at your nearest store. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to The Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola. Morning, 740 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And joining us every Tuesday at about this time, we have uh, Scambia Sheriff Chip Simmons. Sheriff, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. Are you still the sheriff when you're not wearing a sheriff's uniform? <laughs> That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they dock my pay every Do time they? I, wear, I mean, you get paid like 75%, yeah. Yeah. though, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Because, you know, I know you're the sheriff no matter what time of day it is, wherever you go, I guess whatever you wear. Right. So why bother wearing the uniform? It looks good. <laughs> I don't know. No arguing that. No arguing that. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't wear a uniform every day. I wear yeah. a uniform most days. You, you don't wear it around the house. No. no. <laughs> Your wife will kill you. Like I'm, Andy I'm not the sheriff at home. You're not. <laughs> yeah. I know that. That's every man uh, says that. All right. So, uh, sorry. It's just. That's great. Oh, man. And and your wife is fantastic. Um, serious stuff. We had a, um, a horrible, horrible incident with, what, two people who were murdered, and uh, the grandson has now been... What's What what happened? It's on Greenbrier. Yeah, well, this is it's awful. It's on Greenbrier. It's terrible. We get a call that um, the, the son had not heard from his parents, uh, his mother and father, for some time. It had been a couple of days. 
Um, and he indicated that his nephew or their grandson was also staying at the house. Um, so we get a call to do what we call a welfare check. Hmm. So we get there and then we enter the house with the son. He has the keys to, and allows us in, in, in the house because, again, uh, trying to figure out, make sure they're okay. Unfortunately, they were not okay. Uh, a, a, just a bloody scene. Um, there, there is two bodies. Both of his parents uh, were, were found murdered inside the house, uh, one inside a bedroom and one was inside a look like an office type type of a, a setting in there. Um, and then we we were looking for and ultimately found and arrested the, the grandson. Uh, when it first happened, we put put it out that we're looking for, you know, the grandson, talk to the grandson. You have two people that are killed in the house and a third person lives there. We need to talk to that, that, right, that third party. Um, and we did so. It was just, it's just a, a terribly tragic. And as you can imagine, um, and, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately I was, I had to go into this, I went into the scene and, and, and took a look at what was going on. Um, just a horrific, bloody, bloody scene. I, I, I can't imagine the, you know, the, the, the horror that they went through and, and then ultimately we did end up arresting the, the guy. We got a call. Uh, we put the information out on Facebook that, um, you know, that, that this is the individual that we're looking for, uh, Jordan King, I believe is his name. Um, and, and. Someone called us, hey, I think I just saw that guy walk, just walking around on mm-hmm. Blue Angel. So we went over there. Sure enough, he's walking around. Uh, we ended up uh, picking him up and arresting him, charging him with, with the, the, the felony murder. Do we know, um, I mean, cause, motive, weapon? Do we know anything about the what led to this? I, I can tell you, the, the, the you know, uh, is there a good cause to you no. know, just to brutally no. slay your, your parents or your grandparents? No, there's not. Um, I can tell you that it looked like a, a mixture of blunt force trauma, and um, you know there were some some stab wounds. Appears to be some stab wounds. I believe a hammer was used at at, oh. at one point. It's just okay. a, a, a horrific a horrific scene. Um, you know, somebody had texted me earlier in the week and asked me a question that uh, is not relevant to you particularly, but also it said, you know, when police have to go to a scene like that, um, it's traumatic enough to encounter somebody who's deceased. I mean, it's weird for people to encounter a dead body. But, you know, people die of natural causes. That's not so awful. Um, but you go to scenes where, you know, it's a suicide. You go to scenes where it's a homicide. You go to scenes like this that are clearly atrocious in addition to being what it normally is. What kind of um, mental health resources, you know, what kind of follow-up do you have to just, you know, make sure that, like, you're okay, to make sure that they're okay, and, you know, especially officers who encounter that for the first time in their careers. It's, I mean, I know I wouldn't want to. It's it's awful. Well, I, I think it's important this, at this point to kind of give you an idea what, uh, you know, what the, the deputies would have went through. Um, a lot of times these welfare checks are are harmless. I mean, you, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I my phone's dead or I just can't get a hold of them. In fact, most time that's the case. Sometimes there's an elderly individual that had passed away, and we have to let the, the family know. But but so the deputies would have gotten there, would have heard, hadn't heard from a couple of days, looked around the outside of the house, and nothing appeared to be out of order on the outside of the house. And then so they go from just walking in with the relative to seeing this this bloody scene one, mm-hmm. and then and then they had to hurry and get him out of the house, the relative out of the house. They had to clear the scene. They don't know if the if the killer is still in in the house. They don't know if he's he's you know barricaded himself somewhere else. So they went from you know just a regular walkthrough to now they see all this. They're processing what they're seeing. They're calling on a radio. I happen to be listening to it on the radio, so I was able to get there pretty quick. Um, and 
and then they're clearing the house with their guns drawn. And then they go into another room and they find a, a and I know this because I've also seen the body camera. They open another door and they find another body there. And then they're still the, the house is in a little bit of I would describe it as disarray. Yeah. Um, so they're having to check under every every table behind every couch and every closet, every nook. And at the same time, they're still processing what they have here, you know, and, and, and so you go from walking into a scene, seeing all this, processing it, and then also having to be on high alert because you think you're looking for a killer that may well be in the, in the, still in the house. And he had to broadcast that information to other deputies. So you have all of that that they're dealing with. And then the very next time they may go to a, you know, to a lost dog or something. Right. So. Um, we have, and I'm proud to say, one of only two programs, mental health programs within our agency that's both internal and external. We talk about the external, um, the co-responder aspect of what we have, mm-hmm. where we partner with Lakeview uh, clinician, mental health clinician. And then, but internally, we also provide those resources through an EAP program, but also through, uh, we have full-time um, a full-time counselor, if you will, that is sat in the sheriff's office that, that is available to talk to whoever and, and, and whenever that, that they need it. Oftentimes when we go, uh, when individuals are involved in something, we will mandate that they go see somebody mm-hmm. and just talk it out. You know, I mean, just, just to talk a little bit, um, in this type of situation, honestly, because it happens, you know, a lot, whether it's a car accident, whether it's, a, yeah. a, you know, which, or it's an industrial accident, like we had, um, like we had yesterday, um, that they, they, they see these things all the time. And so it's important for us to let them know that they have these resources available to them, whether it's external to the sheriff's office. And as you can imagine, that could be valuable at times, but also it's, it's, we, we have someone you can go talk to that has an office outside the office mm-hmm. of the main sheriff's office. Um, and then you can talk to them as many times as you'd like. Well, cause we, I mean, obviously these, you know, these men and women have families, they have children, um, you know, Trauma can affect people in all different kinds of ways, and some people it does not affect. I mean, it's you know, it's not universal. Um, you know, you know, I found the most difficult thing is to is, is one of the most difficult things I should say, is making next of kin notification. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to work mm-hmm. traffic accidents when I was a Pensacola police officer, and and when you work fatalities, you have to let the families know, and so you know, you, you knock on a door and you have to you know, you're there for the worst moment of a yeah. family's life, and and you have to do that on a regular basis, unfortunately, because people die in traffic accidents and right. just, or industrial accidents, or, you know, you have to, you have to bear the bearer of that, of such bad news. And I think that's very difficult to, sometimes to, uh, to just walk away from and forget about. Absolutely. Uh, we're talking to Sheriff Chip Simmons. Let's get a real quick break with traffic on the fives from Jake. This traffic report brought to you by ECUA. I-10 eastbound just past the North Davis Highway exit. We have some debris reported in the roadway there. Highway 98 eastbound, starting at Panhandle Trail, stretching all the way to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard in Winhaven Beach. Uh, very, very slow stop-and-go traffic there. I'm not seeing an accident reported by FHP at the moment, but just very, very slow traffic, unusual for this time of morning. Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point showing our normal backup at the light at Avalon Boulevard, Garson Point there. Uh, otherwise, around town, we're looking pretty good. ECUA Bulk Waste Service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Scammy County Sheriff Chip Simmons. Uh, we had a couple of other incidents. You mentioned the industrial accident where um, an Escambia County employee was trimming a tree with a bucket truck and or a cherry picker, and something went wrong. 
Yeah, you know, what, what, again, what a, what a terrible uh, thing to have happened. Um, individual gets up, goes to work, and, and you know, he never comes home. That's, that's just, just terribly tragic. We get the call that um, of the what's called industrial accident or a death investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we discovered took place was that uh, an Escambia County employee was up in a bucket truck on those that are on the, the boom arm. Um, and they're trimming the tree, and somehow, as the I guess as the tree uh, was cut, it snapped back and struck the arm part, uh, which is obviously the bucket is attached to. When it, it struck the bucket hard enough to where it threw the employee out of the bucket itself onto the ground below, um, they estimated somewhere around 40 feet. It was up up there pretty high. Okay. Uh, the bucket remained up there, um, you know, it remained upright, and and unfortunately, the the employee, the 59 year old male employee fell fell and was was uh you know deceased at the, at the scene um we did discover that there was no there's no harness that was mm-hmm. that was attached and, and no helmet um you know it, it's just terribly tragic so, sounds like a helmet may not have been the difference maker but a harness almost certainly would have you know it's i guess it's it's impossible to say for sure because sure. you can't go back and relive things but uh, um it, it the the bucket stayed up and yeah. So uh, the you know the thought I guess and in, in some people's mind again is that and it's for everyone you can make your right. own judgment. Um, uh, you know if there was a, a strap in there and had it, had it held um, that the individual would might have still been in the bucket. Man, just again like you say all the horrible weird things that happen. We uh, we also had a um, <laughs> Mario McWilliams I guess twenty year old twenty year old uh, Pensacola guy has been now charged with uh, attempted homicide for. Shooting at three people coming out of a home. Is that right? Yeah. We get a call off a of Kitty Hawk Drive, uh, what we call a shots fired disturbance. We get there and we find out that uh, there are several victims uh, and some witnesses and also a video that showed uh, Mario Williams fire six, six rounds or six shots into a vehicle that was occupied. And so we oh, into a vehicle. Him and charged him. Yeah, they were in a vehicle. Okay. So somebody again, was shooting a video of this while he was shooting at the people. Well, I, I don't know what the video is. The video could have been a home video, oh, could video be, okay, gotcha. uh, yep. or it could have been a, a, a phone type video. But either way, um, we certainly had probable cause to believe that uh, Mario Williams did it. And we arrested him accordingly. And then speaking of video, I guess there was some kind of a argument on Facebook or social media or something. And a woman says, why don't you come do something about it? Shows up at her house. She goes out on the lawn. There's people with her yelling and arguing. And then it winds up, uh, they're Facebook living it or something. And it winds up into a knife fight where she's stabbing somebody with the kitchen knife. Is that kind of what happened? Uh, I think that's that's accurate. And I can tell you on the video that I saw in that one, it looked like a big kitchen knife. And it was, we had charged them with attempted murder because um, I, I can simply describe it, you know, in, in, in some detail that during the fight, uh, one of the individuals pulled out, uh, grabbed this knife. I, mm-hmm. I don't recall exactly where it was from and, and lunged at a person with a, with a knife over their head and into the, the, the victim of uh, cutting them pretty severely on the arm. Mm. Um, and had it been what, three or four inches to the, to the right, I guess, um, it certainly would have been fatal. So we charged that individual with, uh, I don't recall the name at this point, but we charged that individual with attempted homicide. And, and again, um, you know, speaking of the, 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 the videos, it's it's another pretty, you know, you shake your head at, at, at just the actions of some people. At, it's at amazing. Sometimes. Absolutely amazing. Uh, in uh, slightly better news, uh, let's just say, uh, you got reaccredited, right? Which is yeah. something you periodically have to go through. Yeah, uh, we we went we sent a couple of uh, of our people led by uh, Chief Andy Hobbs and 
uh, our our uh, training section, which includes, I have to mention their names because they've done a really good job. Mm-hmm. Commander Jeremy Small, Captain Philip Fulmer. Our accreditation manager was Cole Chancellor, Lieutenant Mike Colburn, and Sergeant Vince Odenbrett. Um, they all went down there because what you have to do is you you get tested. They come to our agency. They check our policies. They check our, our you know, make sure that we're abiding by our policies and our proofs and that sort of thing. And they have a severe, uh, I say severe, but just ex- exhausting type of evaluation. <laughs> exhaustive. Um, yeah, exhaustive. And exhausting. <laughs> and, and, just, and they just had to checklist it, pages and pages and pages. There are a couple of days, actually. And then we go down there and we answer some questions and we get reaccredited or they put you under a, I guess, a probationary status. Well, in this case, we, we pass with flying colors. Um, so the citizens of Scandia County will be, good, will be glad to know that they're their sheriff's office has again been reaccredited for three more years, and then will be you know reassessed in three years. That's great. It's a good thing. It, it shows that we're using standardized policies, and mm-hmm. not just that we have policies, but that we're abiding by those policies. They ask you know to, to prove that you are this is your policy and to prove that you are actually abiding by it. And Everything it's not from just fire extinguishers and cruiser wall, yeah. cars and and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, you you don't have it just to say you have it. You actually have to adhere to those policies. So it's a it's it's a good thing for us, and I'm I'm obviously proud of the of the agency and what they've been able to do. Uh, you had a successful pit of a stolen car. We'll note that. And then you have a job fair tonight, right? Somebody hears us talking about this stuff and thinks, I want to do that or something related to it, right? You should want to do that. And it's uh, we're having a career fair at our agency, uh, 1700 West Leonard Street. It's going to be 4 o'clock to 6.30 today. You'll be able to come there and you'll be able to talk to some people about uh, for our people, obviously, about uh, jobs and, and careers in law enforcement. It doesn't mean deputy sheriff. It could mean crime scene. It could mean dispatch. It could mean uh, clerical work. It could mean a number of different opportunities that we have here. Yeah, we have we have a number of different opportunities. We have over 800, uh, well, about 750 employees with just a variety of different different things. We have assistance. We have legal teams. We have a number of things that we can do. Uh, and we have opportunities at the sheriff's office. So if you're interested in a career in law enforcement or anything to support law enforcement, you can come see us at the sheriff's office tonight at 4 o'clock to 6.30. 4 to 6.30 at Leonard Street. If you don't know where it is, Pace and Fairfield, and then just follow the cop cars. You'll find it from there. <laughs> you yeah. come in, yeah. you know, it's, there, there's, there's they're all going there. to one place, and that's where there will be. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons, as always, sir, a pleasure. Thank you for the time. Thanks for what you do to keep us safe and uh, keep us informed. I appreciate it. You bet. Y'all take care. 755 News Radio 92.3. Jake Scott, traffic on the fives. Okay. If you're on Highway 98 eastbound heading into Navarre this morning, I'm sorry. Uh, it is just so backed up right now. I'm not seeing any accidents reported by FHP. Uh, but uh, just slow starting at Panhandle Trail, stretching all the way to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard in Winhaven Beach. Uh, not sure what's going on there this morning, but uh, if you're headed out that way, it is going to take a while. I-10 eastbound just past North Davis Highway exit. We have some debris reported in the roadway there. And Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point, backing up at the light at Avalon Boulevard, Garson Point there. Otherwise, around town, we're looking pretty good. Uh, Nine Mile not showing any issues. Uh, looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. And Highway 29 is uh, accident-free from the Atmore Cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. 
Need urgent care or a walk-in clinic? Go to ProHealth. Post-accident physical to access your pet money? Go to ProHealth. Drug test, DNA testing? Go to ProHealthFL.com. Affordable lab work or primary care? Go to ProHealth. An affordable, ozempic medical weight loss program? ProHealth is your answer. Does your child need a camp or a sports physical? Only $40 at ProHealth. ProHealth never requires a doctor's order or an appointment. Just walk right in one of their seven locations. Also at ProHealthFL.com. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Their U.S.-based restoration specialists are dedicated to helping solve identity theft issues, and all plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, which means if you lose money because of identity theft, LifeLock will reimburse you to the limits of your plan. Go to LifeLock.com and save up to 25% your first year with promo code CLAY. Local experts share their expertise on the Pensacola Expert Panel. It's Pep Talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. What's your assessment of this alert? It's a cluster. <laughs> cluster what? 7:57 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Can I just make you like a total side note to everything? Um, you know, a lot of times in radio and in TV, we like bleep things or edit things or, you know, whatever, so that you don't actually hear the, the bad stuff. Um, I'm always of the opinion, you know, if you hear it in your head, you heard it. <laughs> you know, I just think it's funny that, and some people edit a little bit more lightly. And so, you know, words that begin in F and end in K, they, they leave the beginning and the end. And I'm like, you hear it. I don't care if it's actually, you still hear it. And so, I don't know. It's, we, we have a funny relationship with profanity and broadcast here in this country. We really do. It's, 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 it's odd. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Well, Sean Diddy Combs is being sued by a producer of uh, his latest album for sexual harassment and assault. NBC News is reporting that former producer Rodney Lilrod Jones says in the lawsuit that he lived and traveled with Combs uh, in 2022 and 2023, recording video of Combs and his staff engaging in serious illegal activity. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra is in Alabama today in the wake of the uh, state Supreme Court's ruling earlier this month on in vitro fertilization. Becerra talking to doctors and families about the ruling. And Taylor Swift is always in the spotlight, but now her father in the spotlight. He's being accused of assaulting a photographer. Ben McDonald tells police that Scott Swift hit him in the face in Sydney, Australia. It allegedly happened as uh, Swift and her father were getting off a yacht. Mm. That's the best end of that story ever. (laughs) As we were disembarking the yacht, you know. (laughs) Okay, all right, fair enough. I spilled a little of my champagne, Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be back in just a few minutes. David, we're going to have your local news coming up next, uh, right after Fox. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. 